Welcome to Zach and Steve have a podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Zach. And we're back with episode 15? 14. 14. I counted and this morning. <sighs> I should have. I should have checked before I just threw out a random number. Yeah. I never have the numbers correct. No. Ever. It's all right. I forgive you. It's okay. All right, well, you're, I, I hope you continue to forgive me, because yeah. we may as well just jump into... Well, what, what, what's up? What, whenever you have this look on your face, your eyes squint a little bit. It's like a, it's like a, sm- it's like a it's, very ashamed that's how, face. Oh, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Okay, so I've been... All right, so there's been a, a message on my heart Oh, for a few weeks, Okay, and I, I've wanted to do it. A message like on a Sunday morning for Sunday morning. Okay, yeah, not for, not for the podcast. I just thought just to out to the world. You've got a message. For I got people. a message for everybody. Well, I mean, it is a message for everybody, but it's a message that's been very near and dear to my heart. Okay, so and we're in the middle of the summer movie series now. Last week you did the um, Princess Bride, the Princess Bride, yeah. which you did expertly. Okay, can I talk just about this for a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. The Princess Bride. Yeah. So we have this like tradition where we dress up on Sunday mornings <laughs> and normally it's fun, but it's I feel fun. like it's, it's, you're, it's straining on you, Steve. And you, I, and hate, you, I hate it. And you are no longer as excited about doing this as I still am. No. I'm, I'm a big kid. You're an adult. I'm a big kid. That's why I'm the junior high guy. That is not the case at all. But anyway, so you didn't dress up on Sunday. I, I, I went a hundred percent. You went all in. <laughs> I shaved. But like, okay. Can we talk about what you wanted me to be? You wanted me to be Miracle Max. <laughs> yeah. Which is like it would take so much makeup to make happen. Like that's Come on, that, you need to be you need to be all all in for I'm it. not doing all in on uh, on a movie that I'm like so so about. Yeah. We could have found you something. Here's the thing. Here's the You could have been the six figure man. I could I could have I've could have done a lot of things. I could have got you a six finger glove. We could have we could have went to Hobby Lobby I got some just, fabric. And you right next sewed to that the sucker. donkeys. And the grass is the sixth finger for a glove that yes. only has five fingers on it. Listen, like, okay, so when we first started this, yeah, it was simple, yeah. But here, this is my this is my hypothesis, and I think it's I think it might be a full blown theory. Okay, you, I, me, you, me, did Indiana Jones I that first it. week? I well, yeah. Let's talk about why you <laughs> loved it so much. You dressed up like Indiana Jones, who is like the ultimate man's man. Like, oh, yeah. we all want to be Indiana Jones, right? I, I felt like I needed to unbutton my top button for that one. Yeah, you did. So, and you did, I think. Like, you were like all out Indiana <laughs> Jones, all dressed up. And then that little girl said, like, she called you like Dr. Jones. She was so excited to see you and she wanted a picture with you. I'm still and on cloud nine then, about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then in your brain, yes, this idea got planted that now I have to dress up every week. I am not a costume guy. <laughs> I'm not big on like the costume thing. But I gotta get up into it because the students love it. And, and but I don't do th- they? I don't think they do. They do. love it as much as you love it, Zach. I think I think they do. Uh, no, I think the junior high kids do. <laughs> the junior high kids probably appreciate it. The senior high I'm kids. I'm the junior are like, high director. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you're doing it for them, right? Yes. I I I am not. So this week I don't love it. Yeah. So this week I dressed up as the Dread Pirate Roberts. I had the black pirate costume on shaved my beard off which left okay. myself a little stash which is a cool costume yeah anyway because it's all black yeah it's cool so yeah so it's easy for you to be like i'm gonna dress up like the drip pirate roberts and you could be miracle max 
<laughs> but I wasn't. I was Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, go but, ahead. No, you told me I could be Miracle Max. But I felt very uncomfortable because I was the only one dressed up. <laughs> and I'm at the bottom of the yeah, stairs. And people didn't know what was going on. And so they saw me with like this black outfit on, this, you know, the, the, the mask. And um, I am looking at these people walking by, and there is fear and dread upon their face. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it made me quite uncomfortable. I yeah. had a, a little girl start crying when they when yeah, she, she saw did. me. She came up and she was like, What are you? And I'm like, I'm a pirate. And she starts bawling. And I'm like, this is not having the effect that I thought it would. And there was a mother yeah. that was not very... Not happy about it. Not happy about it. She's thought... like, it's not very welcoming. Yeah. We're like, you see that there's a theme going on here, <laughs> though, right? Like, but I was the, the only theme. one. So I felt very much uh, uncomfortable alone. Yes. Shawnee came. And he dressed up as, as well. Inigo Montoya. So I felt a little bit more, I felt better. When we were both down there, we could do a little bit of sword fighting. I felt good. Yeah. And that didn't go as planned, right? Yeah. But anyway, back to what you were talking about, the little side note. I don't think I'm going to dress up this week. I'm not dressing up this week either. All right. So don't worry about it. All right. We did it like the first two weeks. Yeah. Home Alone week, which was relatively easy. Yeah. And then. You know what my favorite week of dressing up was other than Indiana Jones? What's that? Was when we did Jurassic Park. And I was Dr. Grant, and you were the T-Rex. Yeah, and I was the T-Rex. <laughs> I'm, I'm in like this big inflatable T-Rex costume. And of course you think that's hilarious, because you're not the... You always get the cool costume. It's <laughs> not true. Yes, it is! When have you ever been the embarrassing one? Uh, you were Jack Sparrow, and I was some scallywag. That's not... Okay, That that is a good point, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I was dra- Jack Sparrow... And you were like some random pirate, but it's not like you were dressed up in a in, in a humiliating costume. That's true. You were just a pirate. That's true. Like I, I feel like I'm the one. It's always like, well, the we joke can do will the be greatest showman. Steve. We're not doing the greatest showman. Right. I decided not to do the greatest showman. I, I feel bad because it sounds like you were doing research on. I was gonna make this place like a like a circus. Yeah, here. don't do that. Like a big top. No, we don't need to do that. All, All right. right. So, what I, was on your heart, Steve? Well, okay. So, um. Just over the past uh, couple weeks, you know, we've, uh, I personally, and not just personally, but like collectively, just, there's been a lot of stuff going on, a lot of hard things going on. Um, and it's, it's made me realize how much more I need to rely on God and God's opinion of me and God's validation rather than the validation that we receive from other people. Right. Because the truth is, I mean, if you don't know, I mean, most people already know this, but the truth is, if we rely on validation from people, we're always going to end up being disappointed because people are not going to give us what we need. God's the only one that can give us what we need. Absolutely. So, um, but but not only have I been facing that, but many of my friends and my colleagues have been facing the same thing, just hardship, just going through a really hard season. And I'm not going to get into all the details of what a hard season looks like. But the truth is, is that I think it's all made us realize how much more we need to lean into God. Not that we weren't already doing that, but how much more God is calling us to draw near to him. Yeah. And so the story that I, that, that's been on my heart has been the story of Gideon. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you've taught this before. I think sure. I've taught this before several times. And Gideon is, I mean, you can find Gideon in the book of Judges. I think that's the only place where he appears, right? Yeah. Judges 6, I think. Judges 6. 6 and 7. Yeah. And his story is is an interesting one and in how God uses him, because what he ends up having to do is really just rely on God 
yeah. to provide for him in difficulty. Yeah, because um, he was the weakest in his clan. And he was the weakest in yeah. his clan. He was, uh, you know, he, he was in a lot of fear because they're... He's, reading that again, though, he still had some prestige compared to certain people. He wasn't like a slave because he no, had... No, no, no. When you read it, he was like, he had servants doing things for him. So he still had some yeah. sort of level of... Um, important. Yeah, I'm not saying he's the lowliest of the low, but, but his clan was, and his, and his yes. family was, or however that went. Yes, exactly. And so, I mean, and so his reliance. There was still. The, my whole point is, they were in a time of great fear because they were coming under. They are embattled with. Uh, was it the Midianites? I believe so. Yeah, I, I, I want to say it was the Midianites. Yeah, I mean, I think there was multiple kingdoms that were trying to take over. Yeah, throughout throughout history, but <clears> I believe <throat> at that certain time it was the Midianites. Like the Philistines were Samson, I believe, and Samson. Yeah. yeah. So Midianites, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, so you know, there's a lot of this fear. And um, you know, we first see him, he's in a he's threshing in a what is it, a wine press? Like, yeah, you should you know, be doing wine down there and he's got his wheat. Yeah, he's got wheat down there, which you need wind yeah, to, to blow away the chaff, the yeah. chaff from the the wheat as you separate the seeds. Um, so he's in there in fear. Well, and what does God end up doing with him is he calls him to be a leader. Um, yeah. And the whole thing is, like, Gideon has to rely, constantly rely on the fact that God's going to see him through whatever he's going through. And um, so my, one of my favorite aspects of that whole thing, of that whole story of Gideon, um, is that when it was time to go into battle, mm-hmm. Gideon collects, like, the best army that he can. Okay. And God cuts down his numbers. Yeah. And then when Gideon feels like, okay, that's a comfortable amount, God's like, I'm going to cut it again and cut it again and cut it again until he's down to like 300 yeah. people. And so I, I I love that aspect of it because the, the whole idea is that he doesn't even need the 300. God's already declared victory right. there. So if God wanted to, he could use just Gideon and then destroy that entire army. Yeah. But it's the matter of being relying fully, leaning into God fully and just trusting him that no matter what he gives you, it's enough to get the job done. Um, and we just need to trust him that he's going, if he's already said, like, this is what I need you to do, this is what I'm calling you to do, he's not going to now, like, just throw you to the wolves and allow you to fail. No, it's like, you're faithful to me, I'm going to be faithful to you in this. Uh, which has really been the story for me, and I feel like the a lot of us yeah. is like, we just, uh, <laughs> God's just like, trust me, trust me, trust me through all of this. And so uh, that's what it changed my mind on. Okay. I want, I didn't want to take a movie and then figure out a message that would fit a movie. I wanted to have a message and then connect it to a movie instead. Did I say that the right way? You, you did. Okay. So what movie are you doing? This is, this is the part where you're going to be like, are you kidding me? Maybe 300? <laughs> no, gosh, no. No, that's not recommended. That was a no. joke. It was yeah. a joke. Um, Rise of Skywalker. Oh! <laughs> oh. I thought it was a, a good fit. I have a heart attack. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's your so least I'm, favorite movie. I'm not a fan. It's not my least favorite movie. It's, 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 it's not my favorite of... Okay, so the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. I like The Force Awakens. I think everybody likes The Force Awakens for the most part because it's yeah, just a rehash of everything we already it <laughs> was, seen. If, if it was a standalone movie, it's fun. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. In the context of stuff, eh, maybe yeah, it's not, not that great. great. Um, 
Last Jedi is my least favorite of the sequels because it just doesn't fit. It's, it's a good movie. Yeah. Also, by itself, standalone good movie. But it's a standalone good movie. Rise of Skywalker is trying to sum up everything. But at the core of it, I love the story of, and I'm not even a big fan of her character uh, because she's like a big time Mary Sue, where it's like everything just comes really easy to her. She just figures out everything. But Ray, at the beginning of the movie, is trying to find this connection. Uh-huh. to the force. And now I'm not at right. all comparing our true God to some make believe movie. All right. But she's trying to find her connection to the, her basically her elders okay. within the force. Yeah. And she feels like she's alone. Right. But by the end of the movie, she finds out she was never alone. And like she was, she was already going to defeat this evil. Yeah. Um, and at the last second, you know, they're provided with, the team, the support that they need, but ultimately it came down to her. Yeah. Um, cause like even with all those people, like with the air support that they get in that movie, it's still her actions that, because right. she was the one that was ultimately chosen, even though I hate that so, so much, <laughs> she was the one that was chosen to lead to victory. So I thought it was a good fit. It's loose. Yeah. At best, but I wanted the message more, the story of Gideon more well, so good. That's than what, anything. That's the way else. it should be. Yeah, it is the way it should be. But yeah, so I'm not asking anybody to dress up or anything like that. This is but. Star Wars week. You have you have this is your week. Like it you have so many costumes you could pull. I don't have so many. Co- I have zero costumes. <laughs> yes, that's not true. It is a hundred percent true. You could bring out the lightsaber. I don't. I still haven't got my lightsaber. Really? Yeah, it's on its way. I got I got shipping confirmation yesterday from Disney that it's on its way finally. It's gonna be here for Sunday. It's been uh, no, it's gonna be here next Tuesday. Uh, which nothing nothing worked, like uh, not nothing's working. And I'm afraid if this one doesn't work, it's gonna be another month before I get my next one. But yeah, I mean I love Star Wars. Obviously, it's it's my favorite film series of all time. Yeah. Um, I mean. It's not my favorite. Not any one of them individually is my favorite movie of all time, like we talked about in fun episode, episode one. Yeah, but um, I I I can loosely appreciate what <laughs> Disney has given us in the sequel trilogy, even though it's mostly garbage. Yeah. So Rogue okay. One was really good. Yeah, Rogue One. Was I good. love Rogue One. Okay. Rogue One. Uh, is that what I said? I said Ragwan. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. You always make fun of my dialect. I feel like I feel like you have a, a you make fun is, you make fun of me just as much well, as I do. Well, yours is way worse than mine. It is way worse. <laughs> you say things. You're you, saying that I say things. I have I have poorer dialect than you. Yes. Wow, that's mean, Zach. It is very mean, and that's very true. Okay. Not not dialect. I said maybe dialect's the wrong word. You're very good at speaking, but you say things funny. I say words funny sometimes. What do I say funny? Hello. That's it. That's the only thing I've ever said funny. Gremlin. Gremlin. Yes, you said you said gremlin. No, you did. No. 100%. That's the other way around. No, if we not. play back the tape. It's not. Well, I'll play back the tape. Yeah, you play back I, the tape. I, 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 right can, here. Yeah, I know. I, I am I am of poor speech. Yeah, yeah I do say it. things funny. I, but I'm not like I'm not hundred percent yinzer. No. No, you're not downtown. I'm not downtown. Go no. up there. Up there. Uh, anyway. So, Zach, what's new with you? What's new with me? Well, we have family in this week. I know. Yeah, we, my great, well, it's not my great aunt. It would be my daughter's great aunt. It is Laura's uncle. Uncle. 
an yeah. aunt are in from Florida. They come and visit normally every year. Mm-hmm. Um, they are retired now, and they're my uncle's in his mid seventies. I'm not sure how old my aunt is. <laughs> I never ask her. They're she's probably like, around the same age. I think she's a little bit younger than my. She's uncle. younger. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say she's like 45. No, not that. But I she's think, 45. I think, I think he's Aunt 75. Robin, and she's 45. I think Aunt Robin would love it that if I think she's 45. Aunt Robin, you're 45. Yes. Yes. Um, beautiful family. Beautiful people. That's we, awesome. We love when they come and visit. Um, they're they have uh, the southern you know charm about them. Are they uh, from the south? Like they've always lived in the south. Um, no, she is from actually the northeast. She's oh. from. Forget it, Massachusetts area, okay. somewhere around in there. That's cool area. Something like that. Um, he is from West Virginia, but he moved down to Florida. They live in Jacksonville. Um, I don't know, a long time ago. They, they've been okay. they've been there for a long time. Uh, but they come up. They've got you know the southern charm about them. Very welcoming, hospitable people. Um, they come in and just make themselves at home, and we love having them. And, and yeah. they stay for you know a couple days a week, something like that. Um, and we just enjoy that time. So it's. They are here. They um, bring. They have a conversion van that they've made into a camper that they That's travel awesome. the country with every every year, starting in about you know beginning of August. They'll go yeah. on a four or five month you know traveling of the country. Yeah. They want to see every part of the country, so they live in their van and they go see family all throughout the country, and then they go visit places and. Mm. Um, they enjoy coming and spending time with us. They always come in August, late August, which is like the best time of year weather-wise. Late August, first couple weeks of September, it's just beautiful in western Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's low humidity. You know, the it's still late. You know, 80s. It's just beautiful weather. The leaves start to change. I love this time of year. Oh, it's Fo- the best. Fo- football season starting. Oh, that's the best part of yeah. everything. I mean, kids go back to school. Which if, if your kids student, are back, it, they're not yet. They go back Monday. I thought they went back to school. They have not. How do you have a free day today? Because my aunt and uncle are here, and Laura's not working Friday, so they're hanging out. I I, I don't have the children. (laughs) I thought the kids went back to school already. They did not. They go back next week. All right. When does Wilmington go back? Uh, After Labor Day. The day after Labor Day. I I heard a rumor there was like some something going on to school. They're uh, they're uh, like putting in a new. I don't know. HVAC it, system or it's, something. And they're putting in a ball pit room. Oh. It's a room that's just a ball pit. <laughs> I wish we had one. That'd be so fun. Yeah, we could. We're going to turn the podcast room into a ball pit. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yes. Yeah, we'll fill it up about, I don't know. I think it'd be fun to be neck deep oh, doing sure. this podcast in a ball pit. I like it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. That's what they're doing. And then a trampoline room as well. Oh. Wilmington. Yeah. That, but, and they decided not to do the. HVAC th- work. I mean, what, what do you need that for? What do you need that for? If you're going to be sweating, you might as well get even more sweat. My goodness. We, you know how many times we've had to go into that gymnasium for a show and uh, you die of heat exhaustion? It's like coming into this office. It's it's worse. It's way worse <laughs> than this office. Uh, I And I get it. Like, everybody's funded differently. Every, you know, all the schools are funded differently. But, oh, my gosh. I'm so glad they're getting that taken care of. I hope that is the case, that they're taking care of the the ac in that building because i feel bad for my kids yeah like that's all that's a hard day yeah. and i know some of you listening to this might be like i never had air conditioning in my school well congratulations uh, congratulations you. you're a lot <laughs> tougher than anyone that i've ever known yeah i can't do it man i can't go without ac you get you get sweaty and hot. i'm soft yeah 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 like yeah i, I, I get really uncomfortable I can't, I can't do without you know those things. I grew up with that. I actually, I was listening to our Father's Day podcast, um, 
because I go back and listen to old episodes with nice. the kids because they haven't heard all the episodes. Uh, and we were talking about just growing up and did we have air conditioning in our house? And I, I said, my dad always kept it extremely cold yeah. in our house. And so that's what I grew up with. And right. that to this day, I need it cold. Need Sarah's it. been setting the thermostat at 74. Is that, is that bad? It's unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. What the, does it need to be? 68? No, that was my dad. Okay. It was 66 or 68. That's up. cold. It was cold. Like my mom always had. What is a, it in the winter? Sixty-eight. It's sixty-eight all year all round. round. Just all year round, because sixty-eight's warm enough, and then it's cool, way too cold. But my dad likes it. Sixty-eight. Okay. My mother probably would like it at seventy-two. Right. I would assume. Or some. So sometimes I'll come home during the day, and I'll see that my thermostat's set at seventy when my mom is watching the kids at the house, which is fine. She's yeah. welcome to change it because she needs to be comfortable watching. Those, yeah. those four crazy children. For sure. Especially the two youngest that are out of their minds. Um, but yeah, anyway, so... What would you set it at? Me? Yeah. 72. 72? Is, 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 is an appropriate number. So Sarah p- bumps it up a little bit. 74. I'm like, why? Our, our, like, our, two of our very dear friends, our next door neighbors, um, they keep their house at 78. That's warm. And I, yeah. And but but they know when I'm coming over, they turn the AC on out in the one the room that we're usually in because it's like <laughs> it's separate from the rest of the house. Yeah, and they have to have, they have a, a big window unit and they always have it blasted in there because they're like Steve's gonna die if he comes in this house at 78. <laughs> so I do appreciate that about them. But anyway, what were we talking about? I don't think we we've, we've established what we're we, talking no, about. No, we yet. were talking about your aunt and uncle yeah. being in town and that they're very hosp- hospitable. Yeah, but how'd that get us to HVAC? I don't know. Oh, we were talking about school, going back to school. Yes. Wilmington, there it is. I lo- totally lost the train of thought. That's all right. Choo choo. Lost it. Was it was gone. It was gone. It blew up. It blew up. Um, but yeah, I'm looking, uh, after yesterday, I'm very much looking forward to school starting back. Uh oh. So I called you yesterday. And uh, no, you called me actually. Yes, I, said, I was hey, calling. I haven't you. talked to you all week. Uh, and I, I, said, I said, "Oh, okay. What's going on, buddy?" And you're like, "I've had a good week at home. Things have been great at home. Evidently, yesterday things went off the rails." Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean like yes? After we talked, because I, I think I called you at eight thirty. Yeah. In the morning, um, and I was roasting coffee, and you were just just yeah. ready for was, the day. I was I was you in the were... best possible place. I I had a brand new batch of Ethiopian coffee Ethi- that I, Ethiopian. Which what, is, what 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 makes an Ethiopian bean better than a Colombian bean? It's because of of the climate, the soil and just all all of the, uh, the things in Ethiopia. The Ark of the Covenant's there. Makes everything well, for taste whatever <laughs> yeah, maybe it is the Ark of the Covenant that makes them the best best coffee beans. But for whatever reason, Ethiopian coffee is known throughout the world as some of the finest, if not the finest, coffee. Interesting. Especially from a very specific region of Ethiopia, which is called the Yirgachev region. That sounds uh, Russian. It's not. It's not. I, I I'm probably not saying that correctly. <laughs> uh but I uh, yeah yeah I was roasting coffee. I was on the phone with you. That was what that loud sound in the background probably was. Um, and so the day was just starting off marvelously, and then it all went off the rails. <laughs> what could possibly have happened to make your day go off the rails? The kids are just nuts. Okay. They're nuts. They're out of their minds. They're just they're they they're they <laughs> they can only sit still for so long. Okay. Um, and Ava and Luke. Are I call them oil and water. 
They don't. They don't. They, get, just, they, don't, they, get, don't, they don't. They along. they'll play together, but they get on each other's nerves so fast that it's that Ava starts screaming or Luke starts yelling at Ava, and I'm like, oh my goodness, stop! What are you two doing? And so it's it, it just becomes an exhausting day. Tessa is just just you know she's a lot like Addie. It's just they're so easy going. Yeah, just easy. It's, it's classic firstborn yeah. situation. The rest of them. <laughs> Holy cow, it's like they're all jockeying for position or something. And they're just like at each other. And then there's Pete, who's just, I mean, that kid is on a different level. Uh, it's like, like a wrecking ball. He is. I call him the chunk because he is. It's like it's like my Hulk name for him. Like if he was if he had like a superhero name, he'd be Chunk. Cause he just he just he's like this little toughie and he just breaks stuff. Yeah. That's his favorite thing to do. It's just tear things apart with a big smile on his face. Because you're like, Petey, what are you doing? And he's just big smile. Pieces laying everywhere. Yeah. I, I love that kid. He's so much and then he like he'll break something and then comes over to me and gives me a big hug. And I'm like it makes everything better. I love that kid. Yeah. Like, he's the coolest little dude. He's yeah. our only child that doesn't have brown hair, so he stands out because he has really blonde hair. Um, so, I mean, he's just uh, that unique little dude. None of our kids were like Pete. <laughs> Pete's his own man. Oh, boy, is Pete ever. So I thought maybe there was a good story there. It was just the culmination. No, it was of a culmination of, of many things just throughout an entire day of trying to do stuff with the kids. Like, they all want to do different projects around the house. I was... <laughs> Here we go. I was, I was finishing my sewing project. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. finishing the, the did project. You have to make I, any trips to Hobby Lobby? Uh, no, I did not go to Hobby Lobby. We did go to Walmart because uh, I needed some uh, some fabric. <laughs> what the Walmart for fabric? Is I did it? go to Walmart for like fabric. A sin or something? No, I mean it could be, but uh, they had like some pre-cut stuff that I wanted, and I was like, yeah, that will work. And so I went to Walmart, and uh, Pastor Greg asked if. Uh, if if my man cave was actually a she shed, a she shed, because I'm doing more arts and crafts stuff out there. <laughs> I was like, maybe, but the truth is, I don't do arts and crafts out in the man cave. You do arts and crafts for the man cave. For the man cave, you do. Those Therefore, in- is still a man cave, just with also known pillars. as what's what's my man cave actually called, Zach? The Wookie Den. The Wookie Den. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my Wookie Den is is truly just that, and then arts and crafts are in the house. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> That's that's what I did. But while I'm sewing and stuff, the kids are just like they're all around me. Yeah. I'm like, like I can't breathe. I need I need my space in order to sew. I need I, <laughs> to use my sewing machine. <laughs> that's what I do with my day off. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I worked all week, so I'm tired. And then uh, I'm having family at home. It just makes uh, you, you just it's just different when you come home to. Um, we we have family stay with us. My brother comes and stays with us. You know, her aunt and uncle. Yeah, and, um, it just takes you out of your routine of what a, a normal day would look like mm-hmm. because you come home when people are in your house. Not that we don't enjoy them being there. It's just different. Yep. You know? um, normally, I would come home and we eat dinner and then just kind of whatever that would be, cut grass, hang out for a little bit. You know, get stuff for school, but um, come home and there's stuff to do you know we we, we went uh we went out and got ice cream last night uh, where'd you guys go went to jones oh nice we got some shakes um what, what, so. what'd you try with flavor what did i get i think i got english toffee okay i was hoping that you got something instead of like vanilla. unique 
Can I get a vanilla shake, please? Not, that's you. I'm we not, have 400 flavors, sir. Yeah, just vanilla. Thank I'm not you. a vanilla shake guy. I, I, I get exotic flavors. I like I like vanilla. I was gonna say vanilla is, is the fine vanilla is the finest of the flavors. <laughs> I was gonna say you you'd be the one that gets. I vanilla. would be the one to get that. So we did that. I'm on a mint S- kick though. Speaking right now. mint kick. Yeah, I like mint. I, I like certain things. I got these mint cookies that are good. Ooh, mm. I don't like mint cookies. Ooh, yum from Audi. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of arts and crafts, yes. my Aunt Robin is very big into sewing, quilting. We should uh, hang out. You should. You guys will get along we would be marvelously. Best okay. You would be best friends. And so when they do their traveling, they always go to different quilt shops, yarn shops, sew shops around. On their, That's part well, of what they They're in Amish country. So <laughs> I know. They, there's they stuff found everywhere. It. So they headed down to uh, Zillian Opal. And I guess there's a yarn place down in Harmony area. Um, so they spent the day yesterday... Buying yarn, looking at fabric. So you guys, I should get you guys Man, together. I, we would have the best time. You, you would. You We'd and Aunt Robin. Best time. You'd be best, best buddy. But here's the thing, though. Is it Star Wars fabric? Because <laughs> I don't, I don't care about plain fabric. No, she's like, she's like upper level when it comes, yeah, it comes to yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know. She, she would probably she does look, these like exotic techniques. She would be like, your lines are not straight enough. <laughs> I'm like, it's a pillow. I don't know. Well, she was just saying yesterday that uh, she has a friend who has a computer program that makes quilts now, and so she can what? just like plug in stuff and like the lines are straight and everything. Like, is that cheating? Is that, that is cheating, man. It's, I don't. It's like the woodworker that has the computer thing that makes all the stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it still takes, that takes a lot of throwing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Now, now I will say this, because one of our very good friends has a CNC in well, his it's, it's, workshop, but he, but he, the same, he does same. all the own progr- his own programming for it. <laughs> but it's the same thing, though. It's the same idea that um, it's still handmade, but there's an element of using technology and everything for uh, yeah. your benefit. Yeah, and it I, makes things better because the lines are straighter. Yes, and you I, you could never get those crisp lines of letters on you know fabric or wood without yes. you know using that thing to you know yeah. computer draw that. Thing. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, it looks better that way. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't a shot at that at all. No. It was just a <laughs> I was making sure it wasn't a shot. Well, I mean, we can't, we can't you know, talk about that. Like that's that's, that's offensive. That's super offensive. No, I just don't want to make. Uh, yeah, I was like, after I we started talking about that, is it cheating? I was like, well, I don't want to downplay guys that do woodwork and stuff because it does take a lot of. Oh, I, I know skill does. to do all the stuff around, like ex, except for that aspect of it. That that part's like program it and yeah, I'll come sure. back in an hour. Right, it'll be done. But anyway, three D printing. All the fun 3D stuff. 3D printing is awesome. It's cheating. God made it by hand. <laughs> <laughs> he made the brain that invented oh, okay. the 3D printer <laughs> that makes all the stupid little things that you can make out of. Yeah. I love 3D printers. I really want one. You should get one. I just I just ask Andrew. <laughs> your, your neighbor. He's like, he's right there. I'm like, Andrew, could you print me something? He's like, yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> it's like, it's done. That's uh, that easy. So what are we going to talk about today, Stephen? I don't know. We're 35 minutes into this podcast. I mean, we, we, we talked about, briefly at the beginning, we talked about just trusting God. Um, but I think on the flip side of that, and you, you'd mentioned this before we even started the podcast, maybe we need to talk about patience yeah, and waiting on right. God. Because, yeah, there is the aspect of, obviously, God wants us to lean into him. But there is the other part of that where we have to patiently wait for his outcome yeah so it might not be right away right it might be a long ways away and uh, I, I love this it's actually right over here on our shelf 
It's Romans 12, 12. It says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, which I think is just the, the greatest reminder of what we're called to do yeah. in times of hardship. Paul Paul's writing this uh, letter to the Romans. I forget where he was at at that point when he was writing to Rome. I'm not sure. The church in Rome. He might have been, it might, I think it was post one of his imprisonments. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but, but rejoice in hope, just knowing that God is our source of hope, um, that all things are possible through him. That's what we hope. And be patient in tribulation is the hard one, though. Yeah. Because when everything is a mess, can we be patient to wait it out to the very end? Right. Um, God's timing. <sighs> and yeah, that, 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 That's a hard thing to know how to get yourself to wait for that. I know. Because it's like... Because it's nebulous in a way for us. As it is. Because you say you want to wait for God's timing. We don't know God's timing. We dig into His Word. We grow closer to Him. We get guidance from the Holy Spirit. But still, His timing is something that, you know, he, he, it's, you know, His Word is a lamp to our feet. It's not a spotlight out in the future, which yeah. we want. I want. I want to know what things are, should be and how they should be in my life. So it's badly. It's killing me right now. Yes. We can t- I can talk about personal stuff for me, too. But He doesn't... That's not what we... We have a lamp to our feet, and, and in that... We grow in our faith in God yep. walking with us every day. We can't see as far out as we want to see. Wait patiently upon me and trust in my timing. But that is very difficult. The waiting is the hardest part. The waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> that's that's not in the Bible, though. I think that is. Uh, no. That's Tom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> the waiting is the hardest part. Anyway, but no, it's... I. I that has been, I think, the biggest struggle for me in, in the past couple of years is is waiting, waiting, not waiting, wading through just the difficulty that many of the challenges that we've been presented with have, like, you know, they just kind of, like, overtake your brain. Yeah. And all you could see is the negative so much. And it's... But at the same time, I'm not... Like I was telling, saying at the beginning, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't leaning into God nearly as much and like allowing him to be my source of strength. I was Mm. relying on myself because that's what I've always done. Yeah. Um, Because when things are good and easy, right. That's what you naturally default to is, okay, this is, things are good. Like I'll, I'll get to God when like it's a big challenge because that's what he's for. That's like using God like a tool instead of allowing him to be our source of all life. Um, and all it's, living. it's easy to fall into in the good yeah. times. Yeah, you know, they, they talk about serving God in the mountains and the valleys. Yep, right. Yep. And you think in the mountains, that's easy, but I think that's the harder time to to be deep into God is when things are going are good. good because we begin to rely on ourselves and begin to just think that we can do it. Yeah, and, and we and it's easy and it just should be our way. Everything a, should work out the way it's we a want valley it to. And we're being bombarded with life struggles. It's much easier for me anyway to turn to God then and rely on him more. When mm-hmm. things are going great, I want to just enjoy that, you know, you're like at the the crest of the wave and yes. you're just enjoying that that split second. We were boogie boarding down at the beach. What beach? Oh, when you when were, on, we were vacation. on vacation. Like this past week with Uncle Butch? Yeah, no. And Aunt Robin? Great. They live in Jacksonville. We should go visit them. And, yeah. But anyway, they're up here, so no. Um, Is that coastal? Jacksonville? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Jacksonville has a beach. Jack's Beach. Anyway. Oh. Um, but when you're riding a wave, we, we did boogie boarding and 
boogie boarding is fun, but there's very little time when you're actually like just like enjoying the wave taking you towards shore, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And when that time happens, it's just great. You're loving it, but there's all that work to get to that point. But it, it's just kind of the same with our walk with faith. We we go through lots of times of struggle, and when it gets really good, yeah, I just want to enjoy life, and I forget to then still seek God in that in Be, that time. Yeah, having the heart of thankfulness. Yeah, and and it's. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about struggle too. Why God allows struggle to happen? This is going to be a all over the place podcast, but kind of. I mean, it's all it's all encompassing. Yeah, it really is all encompassing because when it comes to patiently waiting on God and meeting with God and living with God, it's all encompassing. I mean, we're talking about a very broad thing. I mean, we could we could we could scale it back down to being patient. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you you do raise a really good point. It's something that you know, I've been pondering myself, you know, when it comes to us relying on God, we tend to only do that when things are really difficult. Yeah. So what can we do when things are good to still be reliant completely on God? What would you do? Feel guilty. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean feel guilty? How's that the answer? Feel guilty about not, because I think we're programmed... Well, I think we're programmed to seek comfort. When we're hurting. When we're hurting. And I feel like when we have comfort, we're programmed to just enjoy that time. Mm-hmm. That's how we structure life. I mean, vacations and, and weekends, even a, a work week. You've got mm-hmm. five days of work, and then you got two days to just enjoy for yourself. Yep. And so when that enjoy, enjoyment time comes, you don't want to think about the hardships anymore. You just want to focus on the goodness. Yep. And you lose track then of... The struggle of the week. Let's enjoy the weekend. Let's go, you know, whatever we do, go camping, go whatever you do to get away from the struggles of life. And in that, you can be thankful to God, but you're not relying on Him the same because you're enjoying what God has given you. And I kind of think um, maybe it's put into us as a way to get ready for our life in eternity with heaven, Mm -hmm. in heaven with God. Um, I spoke about this a little bit um, on Sunday um, about. God having a gift for us, and it's eternity with Him. We talked about, um, it was the rescue of the bride, right? Talked yes. about the bride, bride coming down from heaven in this this city of glimmering gold and jewels and, and, and God's light in there and experiencing eternity with Him and resting from all of the troubles of this world. We don't have to worry about hardship or sickness or anything like that anymore. We get to rest with God. Mm-hmm. And so this restful time, when we get there... Um, on earth, sometimes we don't look for God anymore. We just plop down and enjoy that yeah, time. Yeah, we just, we just space you, out. But your question is, how do we find God in that? Yeah, and I, I man... I don't know. I don't know. That That is a tough one. Um, like I mean, you when said, things, just being, When things are good, how can we learn to rely on God more? You're right, being thankful. Being, it, well, yeah, and I, I, I think not, when things are good, we can intensify that goodness, though. I, I don't think it has to be like this stagnant sense of everything's fine. Um, and like you were saying, you just said the idea of be- becoming even more thankful and focusing on what we do have does increase our level of joy. Yeah. Um, 
So, so when things are good, are we reminding ourselves of what is good? Like you, we've talked about in the past, are we journaling? Are we writing down like these are the good things that God's doing? And then reminding ourselves of those constantly, even when it's good. And then when it's bad, it's it helps once again lift us out of that you know our default um, expression, which is in those times is uh, you know hurt and, yeah. and sadness. Not saying that it's bad to be sad or anything. It's I mean that's part of life, but we could be lifted out of those all the more you know, quickly if we go back to focus on like, Oh, God brought me through this. He brought me through this. And this is what he's done for me in the good times. And this is why I should be thankful for it. Being thankful helps intensify yeah. our joy. Um, and I think if we develop more of a habit of that, and I think that's the part that we m- miss out on a lot of times as Christians is when things are good, it's just good. Yeah. Awesome. Glory to God. Yeah. But that's it. That's all. That's 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 where our hearts are at. Instead of really expressing to God why we're thankful, yeah, and how thankful we are for Him, it solidifies our relationship with Him. And then I think if we come back to what we were originally talking about, it helps us in being patient. Yeah. If if we constantly remind ourselves of what we are thankful for, um when it does become the times of tribulation, which is just a fancy word of hardship, um, we can be more patient because it's like God always shows up. God always comes through, but it's always in his timing. And sometimes his timing is slower because he's like, just spend time with me. Yeah, I just need you to be with me. It's going to be hard, but you're with me. Right. So there's nothing to fear. What, buddy? No, I'm just... I I thought you had something... Am I I going offline? No, 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 no. I'm just thinking about patience... And okay, when we're waiting for something, yes, it's like there's a goal that or something on the horizon that mm-hmm. we feel like is going to be better than what we have now. <laughs> You're like, yeah, and that and that's what we're waiting for. Mm-hmm. For instance, for me, um, I have had a desire, a personal desire, um, to want to be in full time ministry. Yes, since twenty years ago, right? okay, out of college, right? I, I desire to do that. Um, but what I want to do is walk daily with God. And so that's what I've done from the beginning of this, God putting this on my heart. Hey, I think you should be, just follow me. And what I want is full-time ministry and that to be my career. Yes. Right? It's not. Right now I've, I have a career in you know a science field and part-time I, I'm here at the church. And so I, I do have it, but not like it would be, hey, this is my job. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a full-time thing. Yes, I, I do. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. so in the waiting for God to do that, in my mind, down the horizon, this is what I want in, in a in a human sense. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to make everything in my life fit together and be perfect. Um, you're, you're like, that's not the case, full-time ministry, buddy. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I, I wish it was all... Yeah, and yeah, when you get there, man, it's going to be all sunshine and roses. But I, that's not where my point is. My point is in the journey of the aspect of waiting and talking about sure. this idea of something being on the horizon as a goal, sure. thinking it's going to be everything that you want it to be. Oh, I know. And you're waiting for that. Um, but I found so much in this... I mean, it's been 20 years. 
and I've been walking through God this, and I and I haven't reached that yet. But in that, mm-hmm. I've grown so much in my faith. I'm a better teacher of God's word. Yeah, I do have a ministry now that I love and I pour into. It's not what I had in mind for what I, what what I wanted, but mm-hmm. it's what God wants for me. And sometimes I get stressed out working a lot, you know, lots of hours at my regular job and working sure. hours here. Sure, um, but walking through that has allowed me to grow closer to God, strengthen my relationship with him, understand better who he has for me. And I'm okay now with not having that ever come to fruition because that's not, maybe that's not God's plan for my life, but I'm seeking God's will and in, in his timing. And (laughs) we think about God's timing as it's going to happen for me because I want it. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's God's timing is, no, that's not going to be what I want for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's not my will that, for your life. That's the big part of it. Um, but follow me, and, and, and you will be used by me, fulfilled by me, and, and a blessing for the kingdom because you are seeking my will and doing what it is that I have for yeah. you, even if it's not what you want. Um, so for me, the joy in the waiting is just the daily walk with God. It's mm. It's... Not wanting to rely on the lamp to my feet, wanting to rely on the spotlight to my future, because that's how I process things. I'm yeah. a planner in, in a big sense. And a goal caster. In a goal caster. Yeah. And it's frustrating to not have that come to fruition in my time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I mean, I, I, you and I are both very driven individuals. Uh, and so as driven individuals, we set goals for ourselves and have expectations yeah. of where things should be leading. Um, and, and when you are, when you work hard at something, you just expect things to come to you quicker right? and your goals to be able to achieve your goals faster. And it's just not how God operates. Right. That's how the business world operates. Exactly. That's not how God operates at all. Now, can we force our will upon things? Sure. Absolutely, you can it, within vocational ministry, which means like you're working full time in in ministry. Yeah, you could definitely force God's will and make things happen, and I've seen plenty of people do that. Uh, but I will tell you, to very limited success. Uh, not saying that I'm some great success story, but I've seen people force their will upon ministry because it's like, well, this. God wants this because it's for his glory. Yeah. And I, I've even used that excuse. Well, it's for God's glory. And then you fail in it. Why? Because it was never God's goal for your life. Right. That's not where he was leading to you to. His goal was something very different because it's not a goal. It's his ultimate purpose for you. Yeah. We were just talking about this this morning, Sarah and I, because um, we were... We were Piecing together. Oh gosh, this is a funny story, kind of. <laughs> so we've been using. So several years ago, we came up with uh, a mission statement that included three E's, right? For your marriage or for the tr- oh, for, for the for your teen ministry? ministry? Okay, did I? Not, I didn't make that clear no. enough. No, for the teen ministry, which was um, exposure, experience, and expression. Well, the three E's, and it's like your exposure to God's word and the experiences in your life lead to your expression of faith. And for the longest time, I thought we came up with that. And it turns out we actually heard that somewhere else. I just found that out today, that we heard it somewhere else. And, Uh-oh. But it's not a bad thing. It's, it's something we can still use. Uh, we looked into it because it's still fitting to what our ultimate goal is. 
But we, we, the, the point was, that was the funny part. It wasn't oh. that funny. Oh, that was a belly laugh. Um, no, but the, <laughs> the real point was, uh, was we were talking about, should we use the verbiage mission statement or should we use the word purpose statement? Which sounds like, yeah, yeah, I see you rolling your eyes, pal. Uh, <laughs> which I understand is, is it, it sounds like splitting hairs. But when I started thinking about it from the, God's perspective, God doesn't set us on a mission. We put ourselves on missions. God has a purpose for our life, like, and purpose for ministry and purpose for everything. Mission, I feel like, is one-off. It's like you go, you do, you complete, accomplish, done. Purpose is eternal. Yeah. Like it's throughout our entire life. This is my purpose in life. And what it comes down to is like I want to have a purpose for my ministry, not just a mission for my ministry. Because mission makes it sound like at some point we will achieve this. Purpose is like this is what we're going to do to fulfill yeah. every single day, which I understand. Like maybe you're still like that's really no, stupid I, thing I, to I get that. split hairs on. Like, like mission impossible. Like you got a mission you have to do. Yeah, but like, yeah, I and mean, there's always the accomplishment aspect yeah. of a mission. Right. But can you, can you accomplish a purpose? No. No. No, because it's like this is what it's for. I get it. I like that, Stevie. So... Um, yeah, I just, I, that, so when it comes to ministry, it's like, this is my purpose in life and it's not my, you know, I could set goals, but I think goals go along with the whole mission idea yeah. of living is that's not how God operates. He doesn't have goals for us because no. he like, that's not how he views life. It's just, this is your purpose. This is what I've called you to do. And you could pretty much do it in any capacity. Yeah. Um, is it harder in some way? Sure. Uh, you know, I, I, I did ministry both vocationally and um, bivocationally, I guess is the word you use when you have two yeah. two different jobs. And so that's that's really what, you know, I, I learned a lot doing ministry work for years bivocationally, yeah. uh, where I, I was doing the same thing you were doing. I was working a full-time job, and then I was coming here in my spare hours mm-hmm. and giving the rest to to God and the students that I was working with at that time, which seems like an eternity ago <laughs> now. <laughs> but the the point is, is that the work still got done. Yeah. And God's God's ultimate plan was still being fulfilled. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's helpful at all. It, it is, but I guess maybe we got sidetracked a little bit. Because, it's okay. We're all I was just using it as an example, and I think you took maybe that as, oh, I need to talk him through this. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know better? That's not that I know better. I'm but just playing. I'm playing. Just with this idea of waiting, because people wait for all kinds of things. Okay. And, you know, waiting for my what I want as a career because going through difficult times, and I don't want to do these difficult times anymore, and waiting for that time to come. But people wait for – they wait for – um, loved ones mm-hmm. to, to have a, you know, a marriage relationship. People can wait sure. a whole life for that. Um, people wait for, um, I mean, vocational things. You wait for maybe a, an acceptance letter into a, a college, um, whatever that could be. Um, and I mean, we've been all over the place. Today. <laughs> but that's it's okay. I, I think it, it, it all centers around 
Okay. I mean, honestly, I mean, this is just stuff we're, we're, we are working through right now, and I don't think we have all the answers. Yeah. This is more of us talking through something. Uh, and I think we've given some good points on how to be patient, but we don't have the ultimate answer because we're still learning how to be patient, the two of us. Well, yeah. <laughs> Children help with that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I still feel like I'm struggling there. Yeah. Let's talk about at the top of the hour, right. you know? Yeah. Um, but I guess when you're waiting on God, and maybe we touched on this a little bit, there is a, a victory we can have in the waiting process. Mm-hmm. Because waiting, def- by definition, seems like a bad thing. Like you wait in line for an amusement park or the DMV or something like that, and it's, we hate that. Mm-hmm. But it's part of God's process in our life to grow us. And so in that waiting time, it's not a time of you're being punished or a time that you should not have joy in, mm-hmm. in, 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 in life. Yeah. Um, in the waiting time, you can grow more and you can maybe the waiting time is your entire life. Yeah. And, and, and you can miss out on what God has for you when you're looking past your, and maybe this is the point I was trying to get to earlier when you're like the work week and the weekend, when you're waiting for the weekend and you waiting your whole life for that time that you think is going to make you happy and you're missing all the joys and everything God has for you right now, as you're walking with him through this stuff, um, and you talk about, and we talked to begin with how, you know, we lose track of God in the good times. And maybe God knows that. If you get there, you're going to lose track of me. I'm going to, I'm going to help you walk with me daily because yeah. um, your mind is thinking that this is going to be better. But no, it, whatever I have for you is better than, yeah. than not seeking me daily. Sure. Um, and maybe just getting out of the mindset that the grass is greener on the other side and just enjoying the walk that you have daily with God yeah. and in that when you start to find joy okay now you've grown enough that you can experience what you th- you know maybe that is my will for you but you're not ready to experience that mm-hmm. yet because when you get there you're going to lose track of me yep um and That's we really have to good. we have to walk with God to a point where you know now you can now you can ex- now you're ready to to be grown and to be used and, and to flourish in that because you've you know what it's like when you don't have it mm-hmm. No, that's great, Zach. I, I, I have nothing more to add to that. I'm sorry I got a sidetrack there for a minute. No, I think God uses all for his glory. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the whole point, right? <laughs> no, let's uh, let's leave it at that then. Sounds good, buddy. Is there any, What would be your final words of wisdom then for our listeners out there? Just when you're going through um, difficult times, um, it might be difficult... <laughs> Use that word twice in a row. It's not you're not supposed to do that. It might be difficult to see God working when stuff's crappy, but seek Him then because um, we're not we're not guaranteed that stuff's going to be better when yeah. you get out of that. Um, find the joy daily um, and allow God to use you in in all aspects of life. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, God. Fine. God doesn't. Uh, this just popped into my head. Maybe it's stupid, but God. God isn't going to just point you to the light. He is the light. Yeah. Like, and like, so rely on Him. Like, if you if you feel like you're in total darkness right now and you're struggling to be patient, just go to Him. He's not going to direct you necessarily right away to where you need to go, but He's He's the guide. Like you were saying, the lamp into our feet, light into our path. Um. So just be patient. It's it's hard. 
it's not hard. it's not necessarily fun it's but man does it teach you how to be reliant yeah on him so uh that's all for this week i'm steve i'm zach this is zach and steve have a podcast we love you and we'll see you next week bye-bye
In the pocket with Pickett. In the pocket with Pickett and Zaggy. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Uh, I had had the shivers, you know, that start in in your spine, and they go out your leg and out your fingers. The whole time. Kenny came out on the field and was throwing the ball, uh, throwing that pigskin around, Steven. What was the best part? TDs. What was the best part? Was as soon as Kenny comes out, it's Kenny, yeah. Kenny, Kenny. And it's like, oh my goodness, the city of Pittsburgh already. Yeah. I mean, it, he was a he's a student at Pitt. Right. Uh, he was already a quarterback. He was already a legend. And I think there's a huge section of students there from Pitt. Yeah, they, 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 just they showed them. It was it was his teammates from from. It was his, his yeah, teammates from, from Pitt. So and that showed me a lot that he had such a relationship with his team that they the whole team came to see him for his first preseason. That's game. really cool. That, that says cool. a lot about yeah. his character. Uh, and he seems like just a obviously this is the fan <laughs> <laughs> fan cast. <laughs> Kenny Pickett, but I, I, it was. You know, you go into the season thinking, is this is this kid really going to be everything you think? And then he has that performance. It's like, oh, my gosh, we we have something here. And maybe Mason Rudolph is going to leave Pittsburgh. Yeah, that would be a miracle, right? Yeah, that that would be a miracle. <laughs> going back, that's that's kind of messed up considering the depth of what we were talking about a miracle is. I know. But, I mean, you think about it, it's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, so we uh, so that was that. So I'm down in North Carolina. And uh, I didn't really put two. <laughs> I didn't two realize together. you were in North Carolina when yes, I texted you. Yes, I was. I, I'm in North Carolina, and I thought, oh, this is the first preseason game. How am I going to watch this? So I did some research, and I got the NFL Plus. It's like a new four ninety nine a month. Four ninety nine a month. Can you believe how cheap that is? That's amazing. So you, I could stream the Steelers game, the preseason game on. You NFL could stream Plus. a Steelers game. I sure did down in North Carolina. On my computer, and then I actually could get the app, and they, they had a TV down there with a fire stick, so I got the NFL Plus app, so I watched it on the big screen in my cottage down by the ocean. And we uh, want to thank NFL Plus for uh, for sponsoring this episode. Yes. <laughs> and you can go to NFL Plus right now and, and get an amazing deal. It's, uh, it's $4.99 a month or $30 for the year. Yes. And then, no, never mind. Oh, you're gonna say something else? I was gonna say something. Check your local markets for what available game availability. Blackout in your local market. Yes, <laughs> but make sure you also subscribe to Zach and Steve Heaven Podcast. You need to subscribe to us too. But no, we are incredibly excited about Kenny uh, and George Pickens. Uh, the the Pickens. Oh All the Pickens. The, the Wait, how far? Okay, that's that's uh, the real question, Zach. Early predictions. Yes. Early predictions. Super Bowl. <laughs> With Kenny? With everybody. Just, With everybody. It's just going to win Super Bowl every year from Nobody's now. getting cut from this team. Nope. All 90 people yeah, are going to the Super Bowl. Everybody's on the team. If, if you don't make the, you know, there's 53-man roster. Everyone else will be on the practice squad, and they'll, they'll just bring them in <laughs> when you need them. keep bringing them in. And, okay. And they're going to win the Super Bowl this year and every year for the next 10 years. Oh, man. De- a decade. No, it's, honestly, it's honestly. De- a decade bowl. What? <laughs> the decade bowl. They just win it all. I think the Steelers have a good shot of making the playoffs. This is the Super Bowl, Steve. <sighs> I asked you realistically, Zach. Sure. I'm telling you realistically, Steven. You think this is where I'm at. This is where my excitement level they is. They played one preseason game against a, a terrible Seahawks. I don't but care. But listen, all three of those quarterbacks did amazing. <laughs> In the pocket with Pickett. In the pocket with <laughs> How many people are listening to this segment? Nobody's, nobody's listening to us no. right now. It's over. If you're still listening to us, please put in the comments. I'm still listening. Yeah. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Spotify. Yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Sorry. At this point, us. you're probably driving. I would assume you're <laughs> driving. You're like, oh, man, I can't touch my phone because I'm driving, and I want to be a responsible driver. Yeah. And, and so, but you know what? We're just going to keep talking. You know what? You know what happened during the middle of this football game? What's that? 
I have a serious story. It's a scary story. I was story. at a it's, River it's, Hounds game. You were at a River Hounds game, which was terrible. I couldn't get out of it. You, you I were... kept checking my phone for <laughs> updates. And then when I saw that Kenny was playing, I'm like, it's right across the river. You can see the lights in the stadium. It was awful. It was anyway, awful. soccer doesn't even make sense. What happened to me was. Now, we, we loved where we stayed down at the beach. Uh-huh. It was a beautiful cottage. Please don't tell me somebody walked into your house. No, that happened at our regular house, yes. which was very frightening. Yeah, this, we, we talked about that. Yes, this is, this is also frightening in, in its own way. Um, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden on the ceiling, what do I see? A cockroach. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and we saw many, many cockroaches after that. So in the South, they think, to make themselves feel better, they call them palmetto bugs. And what they are? Oh, is that a palmetto? It's bug? just a cockroach. It's, cockroach. it's just a, like a flavor, a cockroach mm, it's flavor. Cockroach. <laughs> there's like uh, we were researching. There's like four thousand varieties of cockroaches. Huh. Palmetto bugs, the southern flavor. So you see, you know, it's just a palmetto bug. No, it's it's a cockroach. It's la cucaracha. Yes, and and uh, they were. Was it a biggin? Yeah, they were all sizes. We probably saw. Is there a lot of them in your? How many? Fifteen, maybe. Oh, fifteen. I thought you said fifty. Fifteen, probably in the week. In a couple, in, a couple every day. This is an Airbnb. Airbnb, but it's. I guess it's just common down south that they have these things running around. So we we talked contact the person. I, you got to be able to spray who, for those who, things. Yes, they had spray. They had someone come and spray because the last person that rented it had complained about this. I guess it's a new infestation they have. Sure. So they had sprayed. And oh, I mean, yeah, this is brand new. Several dead ones around the perimeter of the house. But I'm watching the game and all of a sudden on the perimeter of my eye I see something scurrying across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 